0: In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg. The city of South Haven is being sued by the families of two young people who drowned in Lake Michigan off South Beach in 2022. 22-year-old Corey Ernster of Novi and 19-year-old Emily McDonald of Columbus, Michigan drowned while swimming on August 8th of that year. Yellow flags were flying at the beach at the time, indicating medium hazard. The flags were later changed to red. The pair was pulled out of the lake by bystanders who saw them unresponsive in the water. The lawsuit alleges the city should have done more to keep them out of the water, saying yellow flags were not adequate for current conditions. The suit also alleges the city doesn't have a proper system for monitoring the lake and changing the flags or closing the beach given the conditions. The suit was filed in Van Buren County but later transferred to federal court. The suit seeks monetary damages in excess of $25,000 but it does not list a specific amount. The Berrien County Board of Commissioners has held its organizational meeting for the year. The body gathered Thursday for the first time in 2024. The board reappointed the same committee chairs and members as last year. Commissioner Jim Curran will chair administration. Commissioner Mamie Yarbrough chairs finance. Commissioner Bob Harrison will chair personnel. And also on Thursday, Commissioner Terry Freeling was named vice chair of the commission. Commissioner Julie Werfel asked Chair Mac Elliott if night meetings will be on the meeting schedule even if their dates aren't known yet. Can we allocate that on here maybe that we're gonna do, let's say the same as this year, the four night meetings and then attribute them later so that we're not approving a calendar with no night meetings? We could say at least four to be, know, the fine brushwork to be later. You wanna do that? Everybody okay with that? We'll have at least four night meetings and we'll specify it later. The Commission holds a handful of meetings at night at different locations around the county each year so people who don't attend the day sessions have an opportunity to attend at night. Elliot suggested the night meetings this year all be held before winter so no one has to drive home in the dark. Lake Michigan College is preparing for its annual Martin Luther King Week set for January 15th through the 20th. LMC Dean of Diversity, Equity and Inclusion Cam Hearth tells us it all kicks off with Martin Luther King Jr. celebration and community breakfast that Monday. That's where they'll give out the annual Spirit of MLK Award. Focusing or identifying individuals and organizations within our surrounding community that have done quite a bit of the work in the spirit of MLK and what his life signified and represented. Last year's award winners were Ashley Hines, Nicholas Gunn, and the African American History and Literature Gallery. Speaking of which, Gallery founders Sharon and Mac Brown will be the keynote speakers at The Breakfast this year. The Breakfast begins a week of community events focused on the spirit of MLK. Hearth says they'll include an MLK vocal showcase at Andrews University on Sunday, January 20th. We will continue our musical celebration. Last year we hosted it at LMC, and this year we moved that celebration to Andrews University on Saturday at 5 p.m. We'll have a variety of musical entertainments, choirs, and individuals sharing the spirit of MLK through the arts. Other events throughout the week include crafts at locations throughout the community, a panel discussion on civil rights, and an address by Layla Ali, the daughter of Muhammad Ali. All events are open to the public, except when noted on the schedule. We have a link to the schedule on our website, WSJM.com. A bipartisan group this week launched a move to reclaim land use decisions when it concerns industrial-sized wind and solar operations. The group, Citizens for Local Choice, says the rights of local governments were stripped away when the state legislature and the governor moved siting decisions for utility-scale wind and solar projects, away from local officials and instead to the governor's three-member Michigan Public Service Commission. The group says they are now in the process of submitting language for ballot consideration. Once approved, the committee will have 180 days to collect and submit roughly 357,000 signatures from registered Michigan voters so they can appear on the next November ballot. Norm Stevens is a committee member and says this will no doubt be a tough battle, but one that thousands of Michiganders are ready to take on. Arrest warrants are being sought by police for a Benton Harbor couple after a raid by the Southwest Enforcement Team this week. The team says it searched a home on John Street in Benton Harbor Wednesday, seizing 44 packages of fentanyl, 31 packages of crack, and a gun. Also, three stolen street signs were recovered. Sweat says the primary suspect, a 44-year-old man, was not home, but his wife was found near the drugs. The husband was contacted by phone but refused to come to the scene. Police are now seeking warrants for both the man and woman on charges that include larceny of street signs, possession with intent to deliver crack cocaine and meth, and possession of a firearm during the commission of a felony. Children's Protective Services was also contacted due to a child living in the home. There's a change underway at St. Joseph today. WSJM's Andrew Green has this report. St. Joseph Today director Amy Zapel is serving her last day today. She's moving on to be a senior foundation specialist at Corwell Health Foundation, Southwest Michigan. Zapel was hired to lead St. Joe Today in 2017. In her announcement that she's leaving, Zapel told local business owners in the community her time with St. Joseph Today has been a quote incredible journey. Meanwhile, the St. Joseph Today board has begun a search for Zapel's replacement. They have not yet identified that person, but will make an announcement when they do. Prior to leading St. Joe Today, Zapel was the director of the Heritage Museum and Cultural Center in St. Joseph. Andrew Green, WSJM News. Hospitals are seeing a spike in respiratory emergencies. Dr. Leah Monday is an infectious disease specialist at Detroit Medical Center. She says things people are coming to the emergency department needing admission for are the usual suspects, flu, RSV, and COVID. Like much of the country, we're seeing jumps, especially after Thanksgiving and Christmas, of people actually coming to the emergency department, coming in and needing to be admitted for things like flu, RSV, COVID. They all start the same way. They all can progress to lower respiratory infection, which then we would call pneumonia. And then at that point, oxygen levels can be affected. Monday says the issue is a result of people gathering for the holidays and lagging vaccination rates. She adds that's unfortunate because data coming from the southern hemisphere this year indicates the flu vaccine is probably quite effective this year compared to previous years. Governor Gretchen Whitmer will deliver her sixth state of the state address on Wednesday, January 24th at 7 p.m. The governor's office says the address will be held in the Michigan House chambers in front of a joint session of the Michigan House of Representatives and the Michigan Senate and broadcast live throughout the state. Whitmer says she looks forward to sharing her vision for how the state can move ahead in the year. During the address, Whitmer will lay out her plans for lower costs, how to invest in education, expand access to affordable housing, protect seniors, and boost the state's economy. Coming back to South Haven this summer will be the Queen's Cup Boat Race. The South Haven City Council approved the Queen's Cup special event application this week. City Manager Kate Hozier says it's a popular event. Remember, if you've been around this town that long, we've had the Queen's Cup here in 12, 15, and 17, and maybe, was it 19? Nope, not 19, but we've had them three prior years. The Queen's Cup runs from Milwaukee to different locations in Michigan each year, featuring more than 100 boats. South Haven Assistant City Manager and Harbor Master Griffin Graham told the City Council the event this year will have exclusive use of the South Municipal Marina when the sailors sail in. This allows city staff to reserve the entire marina, make that available for the boats coming in to stay the night or stay for the weekend during the race. Graham said the South Haven Yacht Club will compensate the city for the marina's use. The Queen's Cup will leave Milwaukee on June 28 and finish in South Haven on June 29. And activities are picking up at the box factory for the arts as the new year gets underway variety of artwork and hands-on creations will be on display at the Box Factory's Series 1 exhibit, running from January 19th through February 25th. Exhibitions will be featured in four galleries throughout the building. They'll include Miniatures 2024, a fundraiser featuring 4-by-6-inch works of art that will be sold to support the Box Factory. Also up will be She Said, created by three women artists from South Bend, who are inspired by the resilience and strength of women across time and place. That will be on the main level in the Williams Gallery. Show us what you got featuring Box Factory students will be on display in the Riverwalk Gallery. It's comprised of art created by students who have taken classes at the Box Factory. And finally, The Sky's the Limit will be in the Skyview Gallery, featuring the work of artists and groups invited to create work in the gallery space. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg.